Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. This week's passage is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 through 31. This text reads, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Your tongue has a ministry. It serves powerfully for building up people or for doing damage. The Bible has some very strong words concerning the power and influence of the tongue. Please follow along with Pastor Harris as he gives us today's slice of this week's message entitled, Only Such a Word. I've seen some some Christians get very foolish advice about dealing with their own resentment and their bitterness. Um, I know of situations where someone has gone and said, I just want to forgive you for the rotten things you've done that have caused my bad attitude over these last several years. I I forgive you for my sin. Uh, That's exactly what that's saying. No, put away these things. And by the way, that means never dredge them up. Now, there's a point, there's a place where it could be very helpful to confess such things, not only to God but maybe to a Christian friend who will help hold you accountable. Maybe somebody in your household. I don't know, maybe somebody you're married to. Maybe somebody you're the parent of. I'm sorry, honey. You know, I've, I've said some things I shouldn't. Would you please help me? If I do that again, would you please say, I don't know, hot dogs or something like that and uh, and I'll know what I've done wrong. Um, stop doing it. And by God's grace, fill your mind with His thoughts toward those people that you've wounded. And by the way, this um, needs to be kept in balance with other biblical commands. I said, don't go and tell somebody that you forgive them for what they never asked forgiveness for. That's not how you do it. You speak edification, you speak grace. Next week, we'll talk about that the, 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 the prickly navigated, or the, the dip, more difficultly navigated prickly subject of forgiveness and reconciliation and restoration. But you need to understand when you're the one who has sinned with your tongue, when you're the one who's been snarky, you're the one that has the bitterness. You do need to go, and you need to confess. Let somebody know that you know you've wronged them. Make restitution if necessary. 
but own what is your problem, what is your sin, not the other person's. can only do harm to relationships when you bring up rottenness. Speak for edification. Speak grace. And by the way, the right time to do that is as soon as possible. Jesus, in the, one of His illustrations in, Mark, in Matthew 5 in the Sermon on the Mount, put it this way in Matthew 5, starting at verse 21, you have heard the ancients were told, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be guilty before the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. You get the point? Anger and murder are the same sin. It's only a matter of degree. For you to speak angry words is the same as you killing somebody, except the jail sentence is a lot less. It's the, it's the issue of your heart. I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, that's basically an insulting Aramaic word, whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be guilty before the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court. And whoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. Therefore, if you're presenting your offering at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and present your offering. And don't think that you can get God to buy it if you say, oh, I'm glad we don't have an altar. And I'm not presenting an offering. You understand the principle. Don't think that you can harbor bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, and appropriately worship God. Get it taken care of. Speaking edification and grace. What Jesus says there is essentially the same thing as Ephesians chapter 4. Deal with your attitude, and if your actions or your words have harmed someone, make restitution and ask forgiveness. Remember our example from that interview situation? Uh, if, if you're in Christ, I want to challenge you to consider adopting an attitude from today forward if you've never done it before. The attitude is pretty simple. Determine that you will treat people based solely upon your personal interactions with them rather than what you have heard about them. Um, if you have ever been the target of a gossip campaign or false accusations, you know what that leads to. It requires a lot of discipline to live like that. Just deal with people based upon your personal interactions with them, with them and don't let other words poison you. That might mean you'll end some conversations prematurely. If person A is trying to poison you concerning person B, walk away from person A. Say, you need to talk to person B about that, not me. If you determine that you will speak only that which uh, builds up other people in the eyes of other parties, then you're logically also only going to listen to that which is edifying and gracious. I want to give you a reminder of two very familiar verses in light of the ministry of the tongue and 
what it means to speak only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. Again, to the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew seven twelve. Therefore, however you want people to treat you, so treat them, for this is the law and the prophets. May I apply that a little bit? However you want people to talk about you, so talk about them. For this is the law and the prophets. Or 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another. That word fervent is a word that implies stretching and straining and reaching out. The kind of thing you do when you're, when you're going for the personal best in the weight room or the, or, or the distance run. Be fervent, stretch in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. It doesn't mean it covers up a multitude of sins, but if there's no need to talk about somebody else's sin, you don't. Why why would you want to do that? Speak edification. Give grace. I can't fix things that you have done, but I sure can urge you, call you, invite you to confess if in your heart there is bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, malice. Will you choose right now to put it all away from you? Will you let me pray for you to that end? Let's pray. Our Father, we hear You. Your Word is very clear. Your Spirit within us reinforces our own conscience, and we know how easy it is for us to commit the sins of the tongue. We know that all of those ugly things are in our hearts. We We yearn for the final stage of our redemption. Right now we groan as we await for it along with as we wait for it along with all the rest of of creation. But we ask you to grant us a greater greater understanding of your grace in which we stand. We pray that you will make us instruments of edification that we would practice grace toward others as we have been forgiven graciously. And Father, we understand that we have grieved You. That grieves me to realize all of the times that I have grieved You, dear Holy Spirit. Father, thank You for making us new in Christ. Thank You for giving us the spirit of holiness as the seal of redemption. And Father, should there be someone who who doesn't understand what it means to stand in Your grace because they've never received the free gift of eternal life in Christ and the forgiveness that comes with it, oh, please open that heart today. Have Your way in that one and in each of us that we might speak only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, that it might give grace to all who hear. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen.
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.